Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of a Blondes World podcast with me, Vicky, your host. So this is officially season two, episode one. We have finished with season one, which is kind of more focused on gym and fitness and how to work out your programming and things like that. This season in season two, we're going to be focusing more on PCOS, the symptoms, how you can manage your symptoms, how you find out your root cause, and my tips and tricks really. So to begin this season, I wanted to just do the first episode and kind of explain to you guys how I found out that I had PCOS, how I got diagnosed, and kind of just my journey with it in general, because it has been going on for a very long time, and I got diagnosed quite a long time ago now, but I haven't actually, didn't start making those changes until um, last year, well, two years ago now, no, yeah, last year, but anyway, I will explain all. So I'm going to kick this straight off. So when I was 18 in 2011, I'm 29 now. So when I was 18 years old, I got put on the pill, the contraceptive pill for irregular periods and acne. Um, I just went to my GP. I kind of explained what I was worried about. I was mainly worried about this, the skin on my face, my face, my face, my face, (laughs) the skin, um, my acne that was kind of on my cheeks and around my jaw. And also I had quite bad acne on my back as well as bacne, I think as uh, people call it now. Um, So that was kind of like my main issue. It was very aesthetic based. um, And I also just wanted to have a little bit more control of my periods. I was with my boyfriend at the time. So, you know, extra contraceptive never hurts anyone. Um, And I just wanted to have a regular period. So they suggested that I go on the pill. I tried a few different ones. I can't remember for the life of me what names they were now, but I think I tried three. (sighs) I think I tried three different pills. The first one kind of made me put on a lot of weight really randomly. Um, The second one, I think I was just on it for quite a long time and then they changed it because it was too expensive on the NHS, I think. And then I was on my third pill for a good, good while. Um, and I'm surprised that I can't remember the name of it because I was on it for such a long time. But yeah, so I was put on the pill and it kind of, you know, it made all my symptoms, well, the symptoms that I was having of my acne and my irregular periods get better because funny enough, the pill was, you know, masking all of that and actually giving me periods when it wanted to give me periods. It was like a forced period now that now I understand it all. Um, and then when I was 22 years old, so a good kind of like four years later of being on the pill, I noticed that I started bleeding whilst I was having sex and having like random spotting throughout the month. Sometimes I wouldn't necessarily even have a period. Um, and during this time as well, I had an eating disorder, which I've mentioned in the previous season. So go and have a listen to that if you want to find more, find out more about like what eating disorder I had and my journey with it. Um, but I had bulimia and during this time, to be honest, is a bit of a, a daze. I can't remember much of this time or 
like the year or so beforehand I've probably kind of you know put it to the back of my mind to try and forget it um but I did go and have a hospital appointment because of the um the random spotting and the bleeding while I was having sex so I was have I went to the GP I had lots of smears I had lots of tests um, and then they sent me to the hospital for some, some more tests and it come back as ab there was abnormalities within my cervix um, and that I would have to have another smear in six months time and then a further six month time uh, just to kind of keep an eye on it but in the meantime my parents which I'm very obviously very lucky to have been given this opportunity my parents actually paid for me to go and have a private appointment at the women's hospital in, in central London which is Great Portland Street now I wouldn't necessarily recommend this for everyone I don't think it's necessary um, and I think if anything it probably gave me a bit more trauma <laughs> if I'm being completely honest um, I didn't really want to go up there and get prodded even more for them to tell me that there was abnormalities I was probably in a little bit of denial about what was actually going on and obviously my main focus at that time was I wanted to be skinny and I wanted to lose weight and you know bulimia was fueling that uh, but anyway so I went to this hospital I had the private appointment I had another smear I had an ultrasound I had blood tests um, and they confirmed that there were cysts on my ovaries and with my history of kind of irregular periods they diagnosed me with PCOS which is polycystic ovarian polycystic ovarian syndrome which you actually need at least two out of the three things to be diagnosed with PCOS so you either need to have irregular periods you need to have cysts on your ovaries and or high levels of androgens within your blood which is a a male te a male hormone which is elevated i wasn't i can't I don't think I was told that I had elevated androgen levels, but I definitely had the other two of irregular periods initially before I went on the pill. And I now have obviously these cysts on my ovaries. And the doctor at the time kind of told me that I, if I want kids, I need to have them sooner rather than later. And the boyfriend that I was with at the time wasn't really someone that I wanted to have kids with, like definite no. But she said, you know, there is a possibility that um, having children will be hard, but there's always the chance that you'll be able to have children. Uh, she also mentioned to me not to have children, if I was thinking about having them, not to have them any later than the age of 28, which I feel like put on a lot of pressure for me without me really realising, especially as, as I've got older. Um... So I met my husband when I was 27 in 2020. So literally like two years ago, or two, nearly three years ago now. But um, before that, there was no way that I was thinking about children. Of course, I always thought that I wanted to have children, but I never kind of put a time frame on when I wanted to have them or when I wanted to start trying for them, etc. So for... For the doctor to give me that time frame of no later than the age of 28 really put a lot of pressure on me mentally as well as physically I think um, without me probably even really realising which is bad really like when I think about it now the fact that she gave me such a definite answer of no later than 28 
and that's really stuck with me as well really isn't right um and i think if i actually went back to the same hospital now they would say something very very different because obviously new research has come out new studies have been done etc things like that pcos wasn't very well um researched but anyway so yeah i kept having yearly smears um i had a biopsy taken from my cervix at one point during the ages of 22 to 26 so those four years were quite intense um, and as much as I, I was just having yearly smears, but every time I would get the letter to say, you know, you need to go and have a smear test, I would dread it. Not because it's a horrible experience, because the experience itself isn't actually that bad. And if you are due to booking your smear test, do just book it in. It literally takes like two minutes of your time whilst you're in there and you're gone. It's not, you know, the most enjoyable. It's a little bit of discomfort and then you're out, but I wouldn't say it was painful. The thing that really bothered me was having about having these yearly smears was I love the fact that you know the NHS was supporting me and they were monitoring things that were going on down there but at the same time the stress that it put on me mentally and having to worry about the results coming back and were there going to be abnormalities etc etc and it just put on a lot of stress during that time like as soon as I got the letter through to say that I needed to go and have a smear test to then go in for the smear test and then waiting for the results would probably be about eight weeks in total so those eight weeks I would just be constantly worrying about what the results were going to be do I have to go in for another smear test in another couple of months is there going to be any abnormalities that they need to look at now you know your mind starts racing um, and especially as one year I had to have a biopsy taken from my cervix, which I will admit now was painful and really, really uncomfortable. Um, they basically found some abnormalities, uh, which was HPV, which was human popularin virus, I think, or something along them lines. But don't quote me on that. That might be really, really wrong. But HPV, I can't remember what it stands for. Um, and they wanted to take some of the HPV cells to test if they were going to be cancerous or whether they were going to develop into cancer. Basically, they just want to monitor those cells to make sure that they're not going to develop into anything, you know, sinister. So that was pretty uncomfortable, I'm not going to lie. But again, during this whole time from 22 to 26, I was on the pill consistently. Then at 27 years old in 2020, I met my now husband. Um, and then in January of 2021, I actually decided to come off the pill. Um, I think it's just because I was in a secure relationship. I'd been on the pill for like nearly 10 years. Well, 10 years at that point. And I just wanted to give my body a bit of a break. I'd done some reading around PCOS symptoms and root causes, but not much at all. But there was a lot of um, posts on Instagram and online all kind of suggesting that coming off the pill is the best thing to do to let your body reset. And in my mind, I think I was thinking if I come off of it now, by the time that it sorts itself out, hopefully, you never know, I might want to, you know, start trying for children and I think it just kind of when I met Matt I just decided you know I definitely did want kids and that's something that I want in my future and I'm kind of almost ready to take that step if you like 
So when I came off that pill in Jan 2021, initially my periods were actually pretty regular for around three months. Um, and then they went irregular, my skin broke out, I had really bad bloating, my stomach was really sensitive in general. But some things are really hard to pinpoint. Because I work shifts, sometimes I don't know whether it's due to my shift work and like lack of sleep, fatigue and everything else, or whether it's to do with my PCOS symptoms. So that I'm still trying to, there's a few things I'm still trying to kind of figure out there. Um, but yeah, my skin was not happy. I was having like really almost, I mean, they weren't boils, but they were really quite big underneath the skin so they're quite painful again around my jaw area which is where I used to get them before I went on the pill and also on my cheeks um, I've never seemed to get them on my forehead or anything like that but around my cheeks and my chin is very hormonal hormonal in itself um, and then we got engaged in 2021 so from 2022 in January that's kind of when I started looking more into my symptoms and how I can you know resolve my hormonal imbalances if possible looking for that root cause that's kind of when I started looking more into PCOS and thinking about how this is going to impact me in the future is this going to impact me having children and then I actually went to back to the GP in June 2022 and I just wanted to kind of ask them about what the process is 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 there anything that I can do to help my PCOS to help me conceive after we get married so we got married in September of this year so the GP responded to me in the sense that basically try for a year and then come back to me when you're having no luck when that really wasn't the answer that I was looking for I just wanted a bit of advice you know I'm 29 years old I'm getting married, I want to make sure that my body is in top tier condition to be able to grow a baby inside me basically. So when the GP said that I did feel really disheartened and I walked out feeling a little bit disappointed and I also walked out just thinking oh this is just typical like no GP that I've ever been to really has given me positive advice or just general advice really about PCOS and the symptoms and how I can help them. So the symptoms that I get mainly are inflammation, I guess uh, hormonal acne, I get irregular periods, well I did get irregular periods, obviously I've got the cysts on me, um, but there my main ones is inflammation and dun 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 dun. yeah mainly it's just mainly inflammation if I'm being honest I had a lot of gut and stomach issues when I was a kid I always used to have IBS or acid reflux and obviously bulimia didn't help with that probably <laughs> but after the GP appointment I just thought you know what I've got to take it upon myself to look more into this read about it I became quite obsessed <laughs> Um, I was reading about it online, I was looking at Instagram people that I could follow for useful recipes, advice, I was listening to so many podcasts on it and I still do listen to a lot of podcasts, I find podcasts really great because I can listen to them on the way to work which is like a half an hour to an hour drive, depending on the traffic, so that's a great place for me to actually listen to podcasts and take it in. 
whereas sometimes I struggle with reading it. But I've actually recently got a book uh, by Claire Godwin, which is the PCOS nutritionist on Instagram. And her book is called um, Getting Pregnant with PCOS. And I've just started reading that. And that's, again, really insightful. Would highly recommend, even if you're not necessarily wanting to get pregnant, but if you have been diagnosed with PCOS, Claire Godwin, I would highly recommend following her, getting her books. She's really, really good. And she's worked with so many different women as well. But anyway, yeah, so after I kind of done this bit more research and a little bit more reading into the symptoms that I get, again, really difficult to identify whether my symptoms are to do with my shift work fatigue or whether they're to do with my PCOS, but I'm still trying to find that balance. In April slash May of this year, I actually went gluten and dairy free. I saw huge changes, massive, massive changes. I don't get as bloated, I don't get really bad like quick diarrhea, I don't get a painful stomach and I've actually changed my appearance, like I've lost weight, like I've just lost like inflammation basically which my body was holding on to because it was under so much stress. Stress is also one of my um, symptoms, I forgot to mention that, inflammation and stress to the gum hand in hand probably as well. Um, so since I've gone gluten and dairy free, I've noticed such a big difference. Now, when I say I've gone gluten and dairy free, I'm gluten and dairy free 80% of the time. There's still times when I'll go out for food with either my husband or friends and I will eat what I want to eat within reason. I do try to limit the amount of sugar because again, insulin resistance is a massive part in PCOS and a lot of women struggle with insulin resistance. It's like the main symptom that uh, women with PCOS have and I've started to notice little bits here and there that that may also be a cause of my PCOS mainly just because when I have really high sugary things I get a really bad stomach and then I get diarrhea <laughs> basically um so yeah that's definitely something else that I'm kind of looking into now um but yeah, so since I've gone gluten dairy free, I've lost inches off my waist. I actually, when I found my wedding dress in December of last year, and then I went and tried it back on in June of this year, um, they had to take inches off of my waist and my hips, which was, you know, a nice surprise. I definitely felt it as well. I could feel the difference. I was sleeping better. My skin got 10 times better changing to gluten and dairy free. Although, so this is no way, n I'm not telling you to go gluten dairy free. Just because that's what's worked for me doesn't mean that that will necessarily work for you and your symptoms. You really do have to figure out your root cause and how you can manage them better. Everyone is very different. So please don't take this as you need to go gluten dairy free because you don't. That's just what worked for me and again I'm still trying to figure out some other little bits and bobs about insulin resistance and if that plays a part in my PCOS symptoms um, and I'm really trying to manage my stress at the moment. Stress is definitely a hard one for me just because of work really. Naturally you know you're up if I'm on an early shift starting at six o'clock I'm up at quarter to five I then go to work, start at six o'clock and I do a 12 hour shift on an ambulance, going to unwell people, um, 
it's just even if I don't feel stressed I know my body's naturally stressed and then coming home after a 12-hour shift to then you know get yourself ready try and relax have some food shower prepare for the next day whilst all trying to keep within the gluten and dairy free thing as well so it can be difficult at times but I am trying to manage my stress levels trying to do yoga where I can try and not do any high intensity interval training but I will kind of go into what I'm doing to manage my PCOS symptoms in another podcast episode but this one I just kind of wanted to explain the background of my PCOS and like as I said how I got diagnosed and where I am now So yeah, I hope you found this episode insightful and you got to know me a little bit more. Do come and give me a follow on Instagram. It's at coachedby underscore V where I share a lot of my PCOS tips, my experiences and also my training and nutrition. Do give this episode a like, hit that follow button which would really support my podcast and hopefully you will have a lovely day and I will see you and speak to you in the next episode. See ya!